Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The noon hour is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station. It's my station. This is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome in, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We are out and about today. It's a little chilly, but that's all right. No big deal. Come on by, hang out with us. We are live here at the corner of 300 West. What is that, South Temple? Right next to the arena. You come on by and say hi to us. So many of you might ask why I'm in, I am in shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. It's because we have a lot of people visiting from out of town. Yep. And when people pass by here, I want them to see me and think, oh, so that's how they do it around here. Yes. You know, I like that you rock the cargo shorts. Well. The golf polo. <laughs> because that also says. Huh, that says Utah. That's how they do it around here. That's how they do it. <laughs> so I do have the cargo shorts on with the hammer loop. The Carpenter's Loop. Yes. And I am rocking a short sleeve shirt that says KSL Sports on it. Yep. And that's just how we roll. With the sleeves torn off. With the sleeves torn right off of it. I love it. Scotty, I was glad that you showed up in your short sleeves. Yep. Sun's out, gun's out. Let's go. Hey, this is the kind of day that you just want to lay back in the sun and enjoy it. For those of you that are new to the show... Some out-of-towners that are here for the All-Star Weekend, and you're just listening, this is considered a beautiful day this is. in February. This actually, honestly, you can't ask for much better than this in February. Heck no, man. You know, the inversion isn't horrible. Uh, the, the sun is out. 
It's about 40, according to the old uh, temperature thing with the old uh, Olympic countdown. Says it's 42 degrees. So, hey, we're fine. Oh, that's plenty warm. Yeah. It's a really is a beautiful day. It kind of reminds me, just coming outside of the studio, coming down to the corner right here by Vivian Arena, it kind of reminds me when my Sunday school teacher would get sick of the noise inside and be like, you know what, let's take this spiritual lesson outside. And then you'd go outside and it was way colder than you'd ever expect. <laughs> or it was way hotter. Way hotter, yeah. Most of the time way hotter. And you're like, like this isn't fun. I want to go back in the AC. How about that? I don't feel very spiritual right now. I'll cause less problems if we go back in the AC. Um, so uh, we do not have anything to offer you outside of our love and attention. Wow, look at that. <laughs> what is that? That is a cry for attention. We just saw it. Can you? I don't know how you can describe that vehicle there. Well, I think a lot of people have seen the motorbikes that they turn into snowmobiles. Yeah. And they put the tracks on the motorbikes so that it's... So that it looks like a snowmobile. <laughs> Come on. Come on over and say hi. <laughs> this... This thing is a. Uh... It's going to be that kind of day today. This thing it? is a. It, what that is, Scotty, is it is a cry for an attention. Yeah. It is just a seek, seeking for help, just <laughs> wanting to be recognized. He got the bullhorn out and yelled at us to download the app. That's yep. and we said, "Hey, you want to reach an audience." Come, on Come jump on the radio. And he just continued to like, yell through his bullhorn. Nope. Not interested. Do we really have people with bullhorns around here? Yeah, I think we're going to be dealing with a lot of Wait, weird things. is that things, like, a, like, a, like a Vuzela? Is that what you mean? No, like a dude with a bullhorn oh. right next to us. This is going to get, this is going to get fun. This is going to get weird. We, we, yeah, that dude right there. Oh, boy. You never know what you're going to get. So come in on All-Star by, weekend. hang out with us. Uh, we'll play a little three-card Monty, a little shell game, and uh, you see how much money you can win down here. Scotty's also selling All-Star tickets. Yes. <laughs> Digital only. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt Gephardt came by. But yes. Like, yes. Yeah, just go away. After you have a problem with these tickets, just call Matt. Matt. Matt will get you straight away. <laughs> Matt will get you to every event. Oh, man. No, that was awesome that he was able to do it, but... Uh, I've got my evening planned. Five o'clock, I will be headed up to the Huntsman Center. Actually, I'm going to head up right after the show breaks. I'm going to head up there and mill around and cover the Celebrity All-Star Game. And then I'm going to head back here to Vivid Arena and head into the arena for the Rising Star Game. Walk, watch a little Walker Kessler and just see how it all op- operates. I I'm not going to lie. The All-Star Weekend has never been a must, uh, a a must um, go. Must watch. Must, yeah. But since it's here in our backyard, I figured not only should I go, I should probably get out a camera. I should probably take some videos so that I can talk to my grandkids about it someday. Because we have people on that were part of that 93 event, Scotty. It, it's pretty memorable for them. Yeah. So yep. Well, I, I know. It, I mean, it was uh, it was kind of fun talking to people who are here in '93 who experienced it, and uh, this is a whole nother level here. This is uh, this is this uh, 30 years ago. 
uh, it was quite a bit different than what we're dealing with right now. This thing is ramped up to an 11. And so really cool stuff going down. Love for you to come by, hang out with us. Um, I don't know. What, what do you want, Hans? A little hot chocolate? Maybe a burger? Well, if somebody were to stop by with hot chocolate or a burger, I sure wouldn't yell at them. I wouldn't get my bullhorn out. Yeah. We need our faith in humanity restored. We would not shoo you away if you had any edibles. Uh, wait, well, wait, anything wait, 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 that's edible. Yeah, Sorry. Let's anything that is edible. Sorry, my bosses. Nate's right, right here, man. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> Don't be asking. I, said, I meant to say anything that's edible. Oh, my God. I just thought I'd abbreviate it. Any edibles? <laughs> you know, we're in a contract here, right? <laughs> yes, I know. Man, I can't even keep myself out of trouble for five minutes. I'm trying, okay? Okay. Uh, Nate has brought by the newest addition to my iFamily. Did you? You got it? Is that it? Yes. You are. Is, so is it all hooked up? Like, oh, okay, not yet. I am. I am I capable. All so. I need right now is for Jake Scott to make the flip, and then we can actually have a real life group chat for the station staff. If, they always, can, if Nate can convince me, he could convince Jake. There's always that one green bubble, Nate. Hi, Nate. Throw that headset on, or throw that uh, mic down. Oh, crap. Here we go. Hi. Nate's our boss. Nate Dowdle. Many Hi. people remember him on uh, working TV. Now he runs the KSL Sports Empire. I run nothing. <laughs> yes. you, you two yahoos run the whole dang thing. Let's be perfectly honest. Oh, man. I'm just waiting to get that email about the edibles. I really did mean to say anything that was edible, uh-huh. we would not shoo you away. Sure. Hey, how would you describe that thing that just passed by? Loud? Obnoxious? Um, a cry tracks. for attention? Yeah. Yeah, on, on what was that? Snowmobile tracks? That, yeah. That's kind of how I was describing it. All four wheels were replaced with basically snowmobile tracks or some type of snowplow track. I've never seen anything like it. Not driving on a Drive, you highway. See, you or, see it up, you know, looking for, uh, you know, blizzard victims up in the mountains somewhere, but yeah. nothing, nothing on the street. Maybe some search and rescue yeah. in the high Alps, but not really coming through Main Street. Um, all right, so Nate, um, you you uh, you you provided an iPhone for our guy. I did. I, I've. It's not hooked up yet, so he, he's not all. You can't start. He's he, not blue yet. You can't start a group chat with Lloyd and him, like a show chat. Oh man, I'm so excited. Until we port the number, which is actually why I'm here. I need to ask him some questions after the, you go to break. Yeah, but you know. I want. I'm here for you, Scotty. I love Cause, it because I, I know hands as a blue bubble has been a, an initiative you've been trying long before you came to. KSL and now Sports. we just need Jake Scott. That's right. So we get, so we get my, Jake to turn. We're good. My first initiative is done. Now I have my second. Have you transferred over all the pictures yet to the new phone? Or uh, no, that they're they're sitting in the cloud somewhere, <laughs> and we'll just leave them there. Actually, they're sitting in a phone that fell in water. <laughs> that I'm going to have to. Get some FBI agent to try to move over. Oh, that uh, that whole uh, yes, NSA plant right down there in yeah. your neck of the woods, they've got all of them. It's all good. Just drive it right up to the front door. You're like, hey, can I get my pictures the- back? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we know you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have them. We'll just send them back over to you. Oh, thanks. Great. Um, Nate, what do you think of All-Star Weekend? Have you seen downtown? It's, it's incredible. It's awesome. It's the, it yeah. is. It really if is people cool. have not been down here, they have got to get down here in the next few days. 
Like, because it, it's only going to get more busy. Yeah. It's only going to get more jammed up down here. So get down here and check this out. This is unbelievable. I've been working downtown, I don't know, since like 2008. Yeah. I've never seen it this dressed up. No. And, and, and remember, there's some closures here. So, you know, on 300 West, right next to the arena, is shut down. Now, South Temple is, you're good there, but... But yeah, I mean it's it this is unlike anything we've ever seen. And I'm kind of curious now, is the NBA paying for all this? Like or is is Ryan Smith on the hook for this? Well, Don answered that yesterday and said it, basically the NBA is responsible for all of it. Wow. The the full turnover. There's like 500 NBA volunteers that are running around the city right now. And I'm just looking at the Radisson and it looks like they're just finishing up the last couple of panels. I don't know if they're going to drop a big banner or what they're doing, but we're talking about the full side of the Radisson that they're... Doesn't it look like they're getting ready to drop a banner or something over there? Oh, it's been the Nike thing for the past couple of weeks. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. With, with their Jordan banner. So, yeah, it might be something brand new. But th- this is, this is like, major props to Ryan Smith. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. To, for getting this thing down here. I didn't know exactly how big it was going to be and how good it would look. It's well, unreal. It's hard to imagine just the changeover... I was looking at, uh, they released a video, in fact, it was a KSL Sports, I think, that released the video of the inside kind of changing over the inside of Vivint Arena with the courts and the seats. And the video boards the on the video side boards. and stuff. Yeah, it's like crazy. Everything. They're doing everything new inside that arena to make it, to give it. The, they took down all the current jazz players' pictures, and they've put up NBA All-Star pictures, and the outside is completely pat- plastered with... These new murals. And- it would have been nice, though. I Look, I know the NBA is the one that put these, you know, the, the banners up all over the arena. It would have been nice to have Larry Markin in there, you know. Just saying. Local guy. I don't yeah, know. The, give us a little bit of a local help yeah, there. right. Do you think Lowry is on the other side? I'm hoping one side has Lowry. Uh, I don't know. He was a late ad, so at least as a starter. Late ad to the starter. Yeah. Well, Nate, thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. And uh, we you are about 12 minutes away from getting your phone hooked up. I cannot wait anything apple i can do and i know i just alienated about 30 percent of your audience but anything apple i can do including my wife by the way i'm putting myself on the line for you wait a minute your wife's an android oh yeah no really jamie's an android no kid. i'll say it before scotty Shout out says to jamie. It. i know she's listening <laughs> scotty would say yeah the 30 percent that we're not really interested in <laughs> well so. no i just i just naturally assume when i see a green bubble pop up that something bad happened to them in their life <laughs> That is forcing them to use a green bubble. There, there's nothing wrong with them, but, you know, anything I can do to help you to make your life easier, Scotty. This is about Scotty, not Nate. Yes. Okay. I love it. I love it. All right. Hand love you guys. Scotty. Thank you. Thank Back you. at you. Let's get to it. Starting lineup right now. This is Hanson Scotty G. Let's go. The lineup is set, and it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day. This is the starting lineup on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It is time for your starting lineup, as always, brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air, home of the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's right now for their $59 furnace tune-up or special. Visit them at uh, Lee'sHeatAC.com. But Hans, the events are about ready to get underway, and we're ready to get this thing going. Events are about to get underway, and we've got a lot of jazz participants. For those of you that have not been following along, you're just kind of tuning in for All-Star Weekend, 
you've got a lot of jazz players that are going to be participating, and that actually starts tonight with Walker Kessler in the Rising Star game. After that, coming up tomorrow, you have a couple of different things. The NBA Skills Challenge, where you're going to get to see Walker Kessler, Jordan Clarkson, and Colin Sexton compete. And then you're also going to get to see tomorrow Lowry Markinen compete in the three-point contest. So that's all coming up tomorrow. And then on Sunday for the actual All-Star event, you're going to get Lowry Markinen on the court as a Western Conference starter. He was announced as a Western Conference starter after Zion Williamson uh, announced that he would not be playing in the All-Star game. So you will see Lowry Markinen as a starter for the Western Conference, and then you'll get to see those three that I just mentioned, Kessler, Jordan Clarkson, and Colin Sexton in the Skills Challenge. You'll get to see Lowry Markinen at the three-point contest. And then Lloyd and I are excited today, Scotty, because you're really going to get to see the who's who, just kind of the local market at the celebrity all-star game that's going to be going on up at the Huntsman Center. So Lloyd and I are going to jump on the train, which is free transit throughout the city Yep. Uh, through the remainder of the weekend. So we'll hop on that. We'll head up to the Huntsman Center. We'll watch that game starting at 5 o'clock. Then we'll come back down here to the Vivian Arena for the Rising Stars Challenge. Just to give you a layout of what the show looks like today, too, uh, Dan Wyke is going to join us coming up here at 1230, covers the Lakers. Kurt Heelan will be here for his weekly conversation at 130. He's going to stop by and say hi. Howard Beck will join us at 205. And uh, Jazz President uh, Jim Olson will join us coming up at 230. That's a big one. So we are jam-packed with people getting you ready for a tremendous game coming up tomorrow. Jim has been a part of so many major events that have been brought to this great state. And I got to throw in the fact that Jim oversaw the renovations of the Vivian Arena yeah. that, according to Don Sterling yesterday, was one of the sparking points for bringing the NBA All-Star game here to the state. Because they do like to put on a show with the new arenas and some of the new designs. And as Don Sterling mentioned yesterday, Jim Olson's vision the design, the renovations that were all completed just months before COVID hit and yeah. everything was shut down. That was the craziest timing for COVID. And it was, I wish that we could walk people through that moment because Jim Olson was then moved to the president of the Utah Jazz. John Kimball, who is now the president of RSL and a very close friend of Scotty and I. Yep. And, and he was put in as the Vivian Arena president, president at yeah. the time, and he had to oversee that arena through COVID. Yeah. Having to clean it, having to prepare it, it was such a crazy time, but the whole time knowing that that beautiful arena would be put on display for the NBA world here with the NBA All-Star Game, and here we are. And that arena renovation was incredible, and we'll have Jim Olson on, and we'll ask him about those renovations and how you go about? I can't remember what the dollar amount was. Well, it was. was it I know it was. It was like something million. Oh or? no, it was like it was a hundred and twenty million, or somewhere in long, along those lines. And they finished it in like one hundred and twenty days. So essentially, Jim Olson and the Jazz spent a, a million dollars a day in renovating. That's right. In renovating this arena. That's right. So excited to talk to Jim, and obviously Jim was on the board as 
they prepared to get this all-star game back here to the state of Utah. Cannot wait to catch up with him. Yeah, no, we're, we're fired up. And uh, so we will chat with him coming up at 2.30. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's a buzz in the air right now. And there's something really cool going on, especially here in downtown. And, uh, by the way, our buddy who uh, works upstairs from us uh, just uh, tweeted out and said that big white thing is actually going to be a screen. And they will uh, they will have a bunch of projectors lighting up the uh, lighting up that screen. So they're going to so that Radisson is actually just going to be a big giant screen with projectors thrown. I don't know if the game or whatever is going to be projected right onto that thing. So that's fourteen stories. Yes, and probably fourteen stories wide. Yep, They've... roughly roughly the uh, outdoor screen you have in your backyard. <laughs> I want to punch you. I want to punch you because your backyard is so nice, and I want to throw my iPad at your face. Hey, that's that's Nate's iPad. That's that. <laughs> but this is a gigantic screen, and they're going to project stuff up onto the Radisson? That's the rumor, yeah. Unbelievable. I hope that we didn't just get trolled. No, our guy wouldn't. Our guy wouldn't. Uh... I wonder if the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a little bit bummed that they didn't get the temple all squared away. They don't even have the spires back on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Moroni's not even up there blowing his trumpet. Oh, they'll use some old stock footage in their B-roll for the All-Star game. I'm surprised that they didn't just throw the spires up for people that are coming just into town. Fun. Yeah, just, no doubt. Just for giggles. But I, I've heard that in that renovation, they thought they had a plan, then they got it all dug up and started on the plan, and then they were like, uh, let's get ready for a 12.5 on the Richter. Oh, really? Yeah, like they, they boosted up the strength of this thing. It'll be the last thing to tumble in a major earthquake here. So that's just why it's taking it, a little longer. Just as long as that earthquake happens when we're long gone. That'd I, be nice. I don't want to live even through the little one we had, well, a couple of years ago. The, the one that knocked the yeah. move as well out of Moroni's hands? <laughs> as as Lloyd would call it. Did you just call it a move as well? Yeah. That's what Lloyd calls it. No, I don't. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, so you're gonna, you and Lloyd uh, are gonna be up at the Huntsman Center. Where's your, where's your excitement level for the celebrity game? Okay, with about, about what, what did we say about out of the twenty two celebrities we knew about six of them? Yes, seven, six or seven. Yes, I think uh, you six. No, I think it was me six, you seven. Okay, okay, so. Let's stop being nice and start getting real. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, Puck. Let's go. <laughs> Puck and Julie. Yeah. Out of 10, my excitement for the events today, the celebrity game and the rising star, I'm a good, solid 6.5. All right. Ooh, I thought you were going to go a little higher. Which is a pretty nice, pretty nice level. Even with the food vouchers, that doesn't get you to a 7? Depending on what the food is that's available, okay. we could be starting to creep up on an eight. All right. Because, you know, you always get two-star advantage when you just throw a little food in. Yeah. For the for tomorrow's events, the skills challenge and the three, Yeah, I'm a good 7.5. See, I'm a good eight, 8.5 on that. I'm actually more fired up for that than I am the actual game. As far as the game, the actual all-star game i'm probably back to the six and a half to seven yeah 
that's somewhere in there. But I do love the skills challenge with the slam dunk competition and the three-point shooting competition. And But, you know, there are some things around it that get me excited. And I know we joked about Jewel yesterday a little bit or Post Malone. Post Malone is putting on a small concert before the All-Star game kicks off. Uh, Jewel is singing the national anthem, yep. if I remember hearing you correctly. That is correct. So Jewel on the national anthem. Some of the events that surround it, and that's kind of what's fun being down here on the corner. Scotty and I have already seen like four or five different celebrities. Yeah. There's another one. Another celebrity yelling at us, honking at us. I, I believe, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, is that Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Uh, Courtney Cox. You think that's Courtney Cox? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Well... We are surrounded by celebrities, and uh, and that's exciting. So, if it was Jennifer things... Aniston, I was actually cruising down. <laughs> Lloyd's on his way down. Lloyd, uh, uh, Courtney Cox? Sure... <laughs> no, I actually like. I was like, oh, okay. I, so I Lloyd, sat make back sure down. you get somebody to man the board before you before you take <laughs> off. Uh, so, Lloyd, you said if it's Jennifer, you're coming down. Oh, if it's Jennifer Aniston, I'm coming down. Yeah, absolutely. But Courtney Cox, not so much. Have you seen Courtney Cox lately? <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah, no, the uh, the old plastic surgery. She got too crazy with it. Not the same Courtney that we no. pulled up on the, the boss's stage. No, huh? no, those those days of dancing in the dark are done. Well, it's really cool. So just the added value of having the celebrities buzzing and having all the excitement of all the out-of-towners downtown right now, that, that boosts it. Yep, you know, for sure. Good seven, seven and a half. So... That's where I'm at. Lloyd, where's your excitement? We got Scotty's. Where's your excitement for All-Star Weekend? It actually has started. I wasn't, as I we read all the all the people that are going to be for the celebrity game, it was actually declining. But then I was like, you know what? There's going to be, well, one, you're going to have performers that are going to be out there performing. Not that I know them, but I got to imagine it's going to amp it up a little bit. You're going to have Guillermo out there. Like, yes. I just feel like I actually – and you might even have some celebrities that are kind of, you know, hanging out around the uh, around the event that maybe aren't necessarily playing. Like, it, like it might be actually – I'm actually uh, – it's creeping up for me. I'm actually well, gone to like a, like a seven, seven and a half maybe for the celebrity. Well, Scotty, didn't you say Ben Affleck is – He's introducing uh, the uh, – I think the celebrity game. I think you guys are going to be hanging out with uh, Ben. Like, that's bit. pretty cool. Yeah. I want think, like uh, I think you think his wife will be around? Uh no. no. Who's his wife? Jennifer Lopez. J Lo. Like back ben, Jennifer is back. Oh man, are you just discovering this? Yeah, it, it was about a year ago. She left uh, A Rod. Ditched A Rod. Holy cow, man. Hands and Scotty, we'll I take did a not break. Know that. Come back. Uh all star game coverage right here on the We zone. landed on the moon! Is brought to you by Aqua Lloyd. Aqua Terra Steak and Sushi, a curated dining experience in downtown Salt Lake City. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. 
You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's play some basketball, right? It's All-Star Week on The Zone, and we're getting you ready for the game as the NBA comes to Salt Lake City. Fires the three! Listen all week for the best coverage of the All-Star Game with all the best analysis, interviews, and tickets to all the big events. Check this out. All-Star coverage on The Zone is presented by Aquaterra Steak and Sushi. Your home for the best All-Star Game coverage in Salt Lake City is right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Looking for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You know what you do when you're out on a street plaza? Yes. And, and it's 38 degrees in downtown Salt Lake City? You hand out ice cream. That's what you do. Let's go. You hand out frozen solid fat boys. Uh, That's what you do. Uh, we are out and about today right across the street from the arena. Come by, hang out with us. And uh, Dan Wyke, who covers the Lakers hello, hello. for the LA Times. How are you? Thanks for coming by here. You, you know, um, I wasn't aware there was free ice cream, but now I'm, dub- now I'm doubly glad I came. You load up. You take as much. In fact, if you want to just take that big cooler right back to the hotel room, <laughs> it is all yours. It's all yours, Dan. Might not have ice cream in it for long, but that, it, would, it would still get uh, it would still get some use, though. Sorry if the volume was no, was no, no. Your ears. No. We had them turned all the way up. We're out in the we're out in the elements, you know. Like you got to be, I got to be locked in. I got to be focused. Um, who knows? There are cars everywhere. Yeah, exactly. great people. You got you guys have fans. I've seen you guys get stopped a couple times out here. This is great. So I got I can't imagine what it's like covering the circus that is the Los Angeles yeah. Lakers. That is the probably the craziest beat in all of sports. It's been wild. And um, it's funny because we've we have um, when I say we I mean Los Angeles. We have like recruited beat writers from the jazz. You know yeah. Bill Orem, great friend of mine, Kyle Goon, still on the beat, like have have had they they have joined the circus. And uh, you know, for me, um, I, I, look, it's good, right? Like, I'm very busy, um, which is what a journalist wants. You want stories, and there are no shortage of them. I, I think the last sort of week plus was one of the craziest I've ever covered, yes. where you had <laughs> Kyrie Irving demanding a trade on Friday, um, the push to a scoring record that got broken on Tuesday, followed by a trade deadline where six players got dealt on Thursday, <laughs> which was wild. Like, even by Lakers standards, like, pretty crazy. Like, but I like I think the best way to explain sort of like covering the Lakers, and it's frustrating, and it's cool all at once, is like, so I was watching last night the Clippers and the Suns on TNT. Close game in the fourth quarter. The Lakers just had a great win against New Orleans. And, but they're still in 13th place, and they pulled the standings up there. And they're like they're not, they are edited off the screen. The TV is not big enough in my room to see where the Lakers are. <laughs> and they're talking about like, well, if they can get to the four seed, and it is like this element, like they had a very good game, but there is no, there's not a lot of gray area when you talk about the Lakers, either because they're either contending for championships or it's a failure. Yeah. And um, you know, to me, like I don't like when things are that black and white. I, I like to live in the margins a little bit more. Twenty games left. 
Yeah. And the conversation was, well, if they can sneak into the four seed. Well, they could have it, a playoff series at home. But, but I will tell you, <laughs> it is you watch them at times, and like because they have LeBron James, because they have Anthony Davis, like it is they're like a seductress in that way. Like you do kind of get sucked into that hype every once in a while where you're just like like it's not unthinkable to see them win ten games in a row, even though we haven't come anywhere close to seeing them win team. Like it is this constant. But it could like, happen. It is this constant push pull between what common sense tells you and what your eyes tell you in flashes, and, and it, that's really been the story for them for the the last years, which I think is mostly a credit to the the guy that's behind us, LeBron James. I mean, like it is this sort of ultimate weapon in the sense that if you have LeBron James, like you do sort of feel like anything can happen, even if common sense tells you, you know, maybe the team wasn't what it needed to be, but. After picking off, you know, a couple of really useful players from the Jazz, like, I, I think there's real optimism. Yeah. I typically wouldn't have to clarify this, but when Dan said LeBron is behind us, typically, no, he's yes. not actually standing behind us. It's All-Star Weekend. He could be. Yes. But he's pointing We're at like, the big pictures. Hey, LeBron, chill. Dan's on the air with us. You're next. Okay, wait wait your turn. <laughs> it's not I'm, always about you, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> How is it covering LeBron? Um... I like it. I've liked it so far. It's tiring. I mean, like, he is a sentence away from making international news at any moment, yeah. which is crazy. But I have found him to be very good at being famous, by do, and large. Do you feel like you're a misstep away from being international news? It has happened. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, for I talked sure. to Bill Orham a few months ago about, oh about him getting drugged by LeBron yes. and how that just turned well, his life to, upside to, down. To be clear, everybody knows that Bill does hate the Lakers. I will, I will also <laughs> oh. repeat LeBron. <laughs> Everyone does know. Um, no, but I think uh, he doesn't, by the way. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's – I mean, it's – the, the lights are really bright on us. I mean, like, and it is, you are sort of, like, I've been pretty fortunate that the things that I've been involved in have been fairly either behind the scenes or minimal. Like, I've had some kind of pushback with Russell Westbrook here and there, and, and that is Utah Jazz. Oh, Utah yeah, Jazz Utah, Utah Port- Jazz. Utah Jazz Port- Russell yeah. Westbrook. He and I have had, um, you know, some good times and some bad, some more bad. And, the, and it, but I will say, like, reporters, like, generally speaking, like, that's not, like, no one, like, gets up for that. Like, not that I've been around, you know, like. You just—it's weird. You just don't want to get walked over. You—you you don't want to get bullied, but at the same time, you don't want to be standoffish either. And you also are totally aware that when it comes to fans, like, like there are way fewer Dan Wakey fans than there are LeBron <laughs> James, Russell Westbrook. You know, like whatever. Like so, like you're always going to lose that anyway. So okay, Dan, because we, we now brought him up. Yeah, I want to know. And I want Utah Jazz fans to know, what are they going to get when the Jazz finally release the reins on Russell Westbrook and and let him run free for the final 20 games? Look, I mean, you are going to get a – I mean, that's what it's going to sound like. It's a runaway train, really. Like, I mean, he is – he's all-encompassing. It's not actually, like, the world's worst situation if it were to happen um, because he's not a bad guy. I I mean, like – and believe me, I have all the reason in the world to say if he was. He really isn't. Um, I think, though, he is. he's in this weird sort of middle ground where the things that he's best at, you know, are domineering, right? Like, he needs the ball a lot. Like, if you are a Russell Westbrook, if Russell Westbrook is on your team, you are going to be a Russell Westbrook team in the sense that you're going to take on his style of play because if you don't, the things that he's really bad at are, are the things that you would typically want out of a complimentary player, right? He's not a great stand-in-the-corner-and-shoot guy. Like, he gets lost. He's not a very good team defender. 
But but I think like if you were to play here, the team would play incredibly fast. You would see, um, you know, I think like you know he'd get a lot of really easy looks for like Walker Kessler and Larry Markinen. Like he cares about that stuff. Yeah. Um, would it stunt some of their development? Maybe. I mean, it would be very temporary. I, I guys, I'd be surprised if it happened. No, it, we are yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think like like I you, you know, I mean, especially too like he would could, there is a world in which he would come here, reigns off. I mean, he's still a very talented bass player at the things he is good at. It's just everything he was good at with the Lakers, it just always made more sense to ask LeBron James to do it. Yeah. Like he was too redundant. Um, what's the demand for him? I know a couple of members yeah. of the Clippers have been vocal about getting him, but I think there's a an element of, I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that really uh, yeah. want him. No, I mean, I think that's the truth. Um, and, I mean, I think it's, again, because uh, of he's hit this weird stage where he's – it's hard to imagine him as the sixth or the seventh or the eighth most important player on a team because his skills just kind of scream like leading man in that way, right? And so I don't know if it's an inability to adjust. I don't know if it's just like what he's good at holds so little value. It's hard to – and I've had this conversation for over a year with people about him. It's hard to, like, completely nail down even, like, the right kind of team. You know, I, I, I think Chicago makes a little sense. Yeah. Um, Do the Clippers? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I don't. How about I, I, Miami? Maybe. They do look, kind of let people be themselves. They have a strong culture. They're spacing. They have, like, kind of some shooters. Um, you know, but, like, you know, is he better than Kyle Lowry? You'd have to be. I mean, like, to me, yeah. like, I don't think you go there to share that job. Like, if you're signing him, it's because you're handing it to him. I, I look at Chicago and I say, like, their spacing's already pretty bad. Yeah. Like, it's not going to get – like, you can't stand closer together anyway. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's going to be bunched up, and they just – you know, with Lonzo Ball hurt, they have such guard needs that maybe it's there. But it's it's hard to kind of see. It, I wouldn't be, like, shocked if there will be a period of time where, like, he's looking for a job. Like, it, it's just – it's hard to go, and, and it, it's really kind of – sad isn't the right word. I mean, you made $47 million this year. Like, it's sad is not the right word. But, like, for a player with tremendous pride to kind of see, like, to, I mean, he was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's yeah. a for sure Hall of Famer, yeah. all time leader in triple doubles. To see the things that he has done well and, and been so successful at become devalued because of his skill erosion, it, it, it's, it's not an easy situation. The reason I think that Scotty's question is so relevant is he showed up and we kind of thought he'd go pretty quickly. Yeah. And. The longer it goes without announcements or buyouts, because we do have some information in regards to the Jazz saying to him, "Yeah, we're open to whatever. Yeah, if you want to do this or you want to go take a look at this," and and so I kind of feel like he's out there shopping and his For agent sure. is out there shopping totally. very actively. But we're not seeing the buyout. And we're not seeing the, the well, move. So it makes you wonder. There's a financial element in this, too, and it's not necessarily the buyout itself, right? It's sort of like once you become a player who has been bought out, like your market then in oh, free okay. agency yes. sort of changes, right? Like, and, and I look, I'm not quite sure what his market is going to be next year in free agency anyways. Um, but I think that was always a point of contention. In discussions, you know, he, he did change agents before the start of the season, and that was one of the things. Like, there was some pushback. Like, should I go somewhere else? Should I go get – like, if I, if he were to get traded to Utah before the season, he almost assuredly would have been bought out. But if you become a bio player, then now you're working on the minimum, and now you've you've reset your own market, right? And, and I think that's an element of this. There's a pride element to this, too. Um, like I said, I, it may be best for him to come play here and, and, and play the right way and – 
you know, have an opportunity with some freedom and, you know, to get out of the shadow of L.A. a little bit and, and do it. Like, that's not an unthinkable situation. He's had success. You know, I mean, he had a good season in Washington in a very yeah. similar circumstance. And, and so it's not impossible. I just sort of feel like, you know, what's Utah's appetite for this? Like, how does this help with Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck and, like, those guys want to do? Is this what, like, does this get in the way of what you want to do with Colin Sexton? Does this get in the way of, you know, the year Laurie Markkinen's had? Like, because all of a sudden those guys have become big parts of what you're trying to do. Certainly Markkinen. Uh, of like you know where this franchise could be in the next two three years how much do you think lebron <clears throat> was campaigning for the Kyrie trade um oh i don't think there's any question I mean, he was pretty open about it and do you think that because of because of lebron trying to reunite do you think there's a chance in the offseason or do you think Kyrie stays in dallas and resigns there i mean i think with Kyrie, everything's sort of always on the table yeah you know what i mean um it just He's just not a very countable person yeah. um, in that way. Like you know, I mean, he he told fans in Boston that's where he wanted to stay, and three months later, you know, he was a Brooklyn Net. So I, look, I, I think that what the, what the Lakers have done at the deadline in acquiring Jared Vanderbilt and acquiring Malik Beasley and acquiring D'Angelo Russell is they have set themselves up for the type of summer that they have not had in three years, really, really since LeBron joined the team. And that's a summer where they have continuity, where they're not out there chasing something, where they're not out there totally capped out. And, and like, you know, I mean, they they have turned over their roster so much from the team that won the championship. They've done it every year. Um, and because of, like, the not to get too good into the geekery of the salary cap, but because they were paying three players, you know, $150 million, everybody else coming through was on minimum deals or on exceptions, and they, would, they were unable to go over the cap to sign anybody. So even if... You know, when they signed Lonnie Walker to the mid-level and he was playing pretty well at the start of the year, like, that's great that he's playing well. They can't afford, they couldn't afford to bring him back, right? Like, if Troy Brown Jr. plays well, they can't afford to re-sign him. Um, this deal has given them guys that they can have be kind of part of a continuity process. And you already see it. Like, I, like they love playing with Jared Vanderbilt, like, already. You know, Malik Beasley is a shooter that they haven't had. A guy, you know, who there was a pass the other day where he kind of jumped to catch it in the corner. Like, before he landed, he was shooting, and I was just like, man, what a life. <laughs> like, hey, you get to do this. It's like yeah. the greenest light of all time. And, like, you know, they, they really like that, and I think there's a chance that, you know, they kind of move forward with this, and this could be a chance to try to build something together for one sort of final big LeBron push in Los Angeles. When you take a look at the payload that they sent back, and we've mm-hmm. talked enough about Westbrook, and you've got Juan Toscano Anderson, and you got, and you got some other pieces – but talk to us about this first round pick that the Lakers have sent back. Twenty twenty seven. Yes. What? What? And and obviously slightly protected. But what type of value does it carry? And and how difficult was it for the Lakers to part from? Because I think it was the only first round pick that was parted from. They had two. The trade yeah, they had two to trade. They had twenty seven and twenty nine, and they were really resistant about trading both because it sort of represented like emptying out your bank account, like right, like leaving yourself like zero balance and hoping for the best, like. Really, really risky. I look. I think to me, when I look at it, like there's a chance that this 27 pick could become, you know, somebody terrific for the Jazz. Like one of the, one of the versions we mentioned already. Like, you know, the Clippers made a trade. Um, I think in Blake Griffin's rookie season, where they traded a first round pick in Baron Davis to Cleveland for Mo Williams. They wanted to get Blake Griffin an All Star point guard, and they thought that that fitting that fit worked. And, and to get off of Baron Davis's contract, the cost was a first round pick. That turned out to be Kyrie Irving. Right, and, yeah. and so like that certainly could happen. Not obviously the number one pick, but you this could be Donovan Mitchell. This could be like whoever it is next. More realistically, 
to me, what I think this pick represents, and this is what Danny Ainge has put together here, is that, you know, if you hear somebody, like, kind of maybe unhappy, um, yeah, you know, Trey Young, Carl Anthony Towns, like those types of guys, like the Jazz have the, the kind of payload to, to get after one of those dudes. And that can kind of, especially if you are developing rotational um, sort of role players, which I think this team will be very good. Um, will Hart, coach, I have a lot of trust in Justin Zanuck in that front office um, to develop those kinds of players. Then, like, when the star becomes available, you have the built-in infrastructure already, and you can kind of pick off. I'm not sure that it's Trey Young or, or Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know if those are the right guys. Yeah. Maybe it's Bradley Beal. Like, who, who knows whenever that Zach, Zach Levine, like, those level of, like, kind of fringy all-star players, when they become available, maybe you provide them with the situation, and it, it is a marketing-style launching pad. Um, you know, in a good situation, a lower pressure situation, and and then the, you, the next thing you know, you're a playoff contender. Again. Yeah. Hey, uh, we gotta go break. Can you hang out for a sure. little bit more? All yeah, right. Sure. Dan Wykey from the LA Times, kind enough to join us. LA or uh, Laker beat writer. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on if the uh, power structure of the West has shifted to Phoenix with mm-hmm. the KD trade. We'll talk more about that coming up next, live here, right next to Vivint Arena, the home of the 2023 All Star Game. We continue on next, right here on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. It is time to talk a little Utah Jazz basketball with the coach, Tim Lacombe. Yeah, let's talk about Talon Horton-Tucker. What can he offer this team, or, or what would you like to see from him? His ability to get places on the floor and make really remarkable plays is pretty astounding. I think that, that he's a guy worth watching, and he's definitely a guy during this stretch of these minutes will be really pivotal. I, I like the idea of a guy who can go in there and change the pace and create chaos. I think he does that well, but he's also really effective. He makes baskets, and you know he turns it over, and in some plays won't look great, but for the majority of the time, you know he's out there making positive impacts. So the more you can do that with the refs he's given, and get some confidence personally, and then obviously confidence from the group. You know, I think some good things could happen for him here at the end of the season, kind of positioning for next year. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from ten to noon on ninety-seven five B KSL Sports Zone. Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hanson Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Rihanna, uh-huh, uh-huh. good girl going back. Hans Olsen, Scott Girard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It is All-Star Weekend here in Salt Lake City. We're just right across the street from Vivint Arena. You want to come by and hang out? Uh, we got ice cream, too. We yes. The, uh, the cooler full of Fat Boy ice creams. You want one, we will give you almost as many as you want. We don't want your outsides to be lonely cold. We'll get your, insi- <laughs> we'll get your insides yeah. cold, too. So that your outside's right. not lonely. Right. Now, if you want to swap out a little hot chocolate for it, we'd be more than happy to take those off your Good hands. Good trade. Yeah. Anybody that brings, like I said, anything that's edible, you bring it by. Scotty and I are not going to shoo you away. Hans was asking for edibles earlier. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounds more like an L.A. thing. Um, I had a uh, I had a great lunch here today. I went to Pretty Birders. And always, oh, like, yeah. One of, one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, and I will tell you, like, so the one I went to, I didn't realize it's now only takeout only. And I still sat outside today. That's how nice, all things considered, the weather was today. Nice. Yeah. yeah we, we are. We're lucking out today. We got a storm coming in Monday and Tuesday. Well, actually, Tuesday that goes into Thursday. So Adam next Silver, week Adam Silver got that pushback. Yeah. A, lot of, a 
A lot of power in this league. <laughs> hey, when you get a lot of billionaires involved, they can That's make right. some stuff happen. Right. Dan Wykey's kind enough to join us from the L.A. Times. All right, so when you saw the trade go down yeah. with uh, KD going to Phoenix, number one, Woo. did it take you off guard? Because it surprised a lot of people. Or you heard I, some rumblings there. I had thought it was going to happen in the summer. Okay. I, that was kind of so following the Kyrie trade as closely as I was because I thought there was a pretty good chance he'd end up with the Lakers. Um, once Brooklyn landed on Dallas, it certainly seemed like the Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith return was sort of like saying, we still want to be good. You know, we, we want to build a team around Kevin Durant that is competitive, and hopefully we can we can assuade him that, you know, um, this is the, the place to be. We wanna, we, that's what we want to – we're going to recruit him through competency and stability versus sort of the the volatilities of – you know, James Harden leaving and, and certainly Kyrie Irving doing everything. Um, so that was kind of what I thought. But I, I, I'm not surprised that, he, you know, look, you make a trade request. Like if I told my wife that I wanted a trade request <laughs> yeah. from home. It's going to be and, pretty quick. And then I was going to say, and like, and I didn't get it. She'd probably <laughs> think that I might still want it <laughs> three or four months later. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think like, and, and so I just, I don't think like Brooklyn was that surprised. I think they pivoted. They did really well. They yeah. pivoted quickly. Um, they, like I was saying with Utah, now have um, a bunch of draft picks. Even though they don't have their own, there's not a lot of incentive. There's not a lot of incentive for them to be bad in the short term. Houston has all of those from the the botched James Harden deal. But I, I think like Brooklyn will be another place that, as these guys kind of you know get grumpy in their markets and stuff like that, they have. We've seen it. You know, like the, I mean Utah, Danny Ainge, like was the one who broke the market with the Rudy Gobert deal. You got to have three or four or five first round picks. You got to have some young players. Uh, Brooklyn has that now, so they can get in the conversation for anybody um, once they become uh, disillusioned with their current home. I actually never compared the two Rudy Gobert and Kevin Durant and the payload that those trades brought. Sure. How close are we related? Because pretty similar, four first, right? They're both four first, I believe. Well, in the, yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the Gobert, I, gotta, I have to unpack and try to, like, remember who came from Minnesota, who came from Cleveland. Um, I mean, Mikel Bridges is the best player yeah. that has moved in, in, in this deal, right? Um, and marketing is in part of the Mitchell trade. But, like, that wasn't even supposed to be this, no. if we're being honest, right? Like, that, like that's been a real happy surprise. Here's um, – uh, really quick, here's because uh, okay, I, here, I, I, I want to give this to you because okay, who, who are the you're going to be dealing with most of the guys that came. I was going to say it's, Van, it's, it's Vanderbilt Beasley. It was Be- Beverly. Beverly, yeah. Uh, Leandro Balmaro, who they just released, yes. correct, and Walker Kessler, yeah. Which who, is ben, really good. turning out well. See that one coming, yeah, but good yeah. player. But um, I did want to give you those players. Yeah, I mean, I think like to me, like the Bridges Cam Johnson return is is better, but that makes sense. I mean, Kevin Durant is a better player than Rudy Gobert. Um, like, and, and I think that, like, but for this to happen that quickly in a situation where there isn't a ton of leverage, like, all the star, all the stars sort of aligned. You had a, a really aggressive new owner in Matt Ishbia. You had a team, Phoenix, that's been struggling, you know. Um, and look, I'm, I, I think that they are the now instantly the most team in the West. There's no doubt about that. At the top, I, I have some issues with their bench. Um, yeah. we'll see how Terrence Ross plays. We'll see if, are they a landing spot for Kevin Love? Are they a landing spot for some of these other guys that, like, you know, is that where Patrick Beverly lands? I don't think Russell Westbrook's going to go there. Um, I'd be very surprised if it was Patrick Beverly, too. But, you know, are they a place that can pick up one or two more rotation players? Because I looked at the Clippers last night that played. I mean, the Clippers looked like a better team last night. Yeah. Kevin Durant was on the sidelines, of course, but um, the Clippers looked pretty dangerous last night, I thought. 
Uh, where where in like the hierarchy of the West? Where do you put Denver? I mean, obviously best record right now, but best uh, record in the playoffs. Uh, where's your confidence level at that? I team? mean, I think I've seen them lose too many times with this group to like feel like that they are head and shoulders um, a favorite. Like, you know, if the Lakers somehow scratch their way into this postseason and they're the eighth seed and they're healthy, who would you? I mean, who would be favored in that series? Um, you have obviously Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., but you've got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. D'Angelo Russell. I mean, they've, that's the, what I want to see. The, the, the Lakers. Have I wouldn't them. miss a game. Yeah, the Lakers have beaten them twice already this year. Yeah. Um, you know, because they've been able to move Jokic around in different ways and stuff like that. I, I kind of feel like this is sort of a. I know Anthony Davis can defend Jokic. A I, bit. I know how good Nikola Jokic is. Right, like I, he is the best big man in the NBA. I think um, he's the most skilled, one of the most skilled seven footers ever to play this game. Um, definitely the best passer. And that all being said, like, it is sort of like, okay, we got to go win something now. MVPs are great, you know, but if you're going to be a three-time MVP and, I, and I'm sitting here and I'm not quite sure sort of like how big of a postseason threat you are, there's a disconnect there. Yeah. And, I, and I think there's elements of his game that need to be adjusted for them to kind of move over that hump. But it, it, it is an interesting time because if, they, if this is another empty year for them, they would, I would think they would have to look at their core around Jokic and say, is this good enough? It feels a bit Utah Jazz one yeah. seed-ish a, a few years ago. Correct. It, it yeah. does have a, a bit of that sense. Where it's like they're a great team. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how scared I am. What, how much substance is yeah. there? How pot committed is Dallas now with the move that they made for Kyrie Irving? Um, I mean, they're in it. You know, I mean, they, I think, have some other stuff that they would like to do in terms of, you know, Christian Wood and, like, maybe, like, trying to upgrade in that situation. But, like, they are in the make Luca happy business, right? Another guy who is over our shoulders but not yeah. actually physically over our shoulders. Yes. Um, Luca, keep it down. <laughs> the, I, I, I think. It will um, be a time. Here, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're up next, Luca Doncic. Um, no, I mean, that that to me is what it is. It's like, and, and Kyrie is Kyrie's a big swing. He, he is one of the most skilled players I've ever seen. Great finisher. Um, shoots the lights out of the ball, but like and is a and has been a, a really good like running mate star, right? Like guy who can help you take possessions off. He can hit step and step and shoot jumpers, like catch and shoot jumpers. He can pull up game is great. Like all of that is awesome. It, it's it's can you count on him? And they're they're betting that they're counting him. Now look, they didn't give up the four or the five first round picks. He's a free agent in the summer. Um, you know, I think he will go into those negotiations looking for stability, and it's a stability that you look around the league. I don't know that there is a four-year deal out there for Kyrie Irving. You know, I don't know that there's a three-year deal. That seems probably where it'll land. But like I know from the Lakers' perspective, they weren't interested in having to give him a four-year max contract this summer because in four years, like who knows what he's doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a real concern. Is like, will he be playing basketball for four years from now? No one knows. Dan, we appreciate you coming by, man. Guys, this is a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, it's uh, it's good to know that people from here aren't as bad as Kyle or uh, Kyle Goon and Bellorum. Like that's been <laughs> most of my daily exposure to Utahns, and and it, it, it's it's a relief to know that it, it, that they're really the bad apples. Yeah, that's probably why they had to leave. And from Scotty and I's side, 
we're so happy to get guys like you <laughs> on air so that we can say, hey, we're not them. That's yeah, fair. That's exactly. fair. Yeah. That's so, fair. That's so if you could spread the word, that's that good. would be I great. I'll let people know around town that, yeah. that they're not all as bad as Bill. We love having you in town, Dan. Thank you guys Thanks. for having me. Enjoy the right. uh, festivities. And Take we'll care, chat soon. Uh, Stan Wyke, we're live here at uh, just outside Vivint Arena. It is the 2023 All-Star Game right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.